all voting members of the Academy have nominated the following films for Best Ooh. Picture. And it's officially the start of the end of award season already. Welcome to episode 11 of the CineChat podcast. I am recording by myself. Unfortunately, this week we've had a lot of problems getting our podcast provider working. I guess that's the curse of trying to record over a long distance. So it's going to be a super quick summary of the Oscar nominations that came out on Monday. But first, we have one piece of exciting news. It's been announced today officially that the singer of the next James Bond song, whatever that's going to be called, is going to be Billie Eilish. Uh, she's 18 years old, uh, American, self-made, I suppose you could say pop star, um, and she had the biggest selling album, I think, in the US uh, last year, 2019. She's known for having a much darker style, really, than maybe what we are used to. Obviously, we've had Adele, and we've had Sam Smith in recent years, so it's definitely going to be a very different take. Um, we did have a competition the last couple of weeks to see if anyone could guess who the singer was going to be um nobody who officially submitted an entry said billy eilish unfortunately um however the favorites were lewis capaldi and beyonce which to be honest they're not bad shouts um and maybe they will do it in the future uh we also had votes for tom walker shirley bassey and my own personal choice sia i'm quite disappointed that she wasn't chosen this time but you never know we might see her in the future so that's the big news of the week apart from the Oscar nominations. So, where do we start with this? I suppose let's start with the least important categories. No offence to them at all. Documentaries and short films. If there's any shocks or surprises at all, it would be that the apparent frontrunner for Best Documentary Feature, which was Apollo 11, that didn't get nominated, and it seems that the Academy don't like nominating the frontrunner, because last year, Won't You Be My Neighbour, which is the film about Mr Rogers, um, also didn't get nominated. So there you go. Uh, moving into the sound categories, we have sound mixing and sound editing. Now, I think personally the Oscars get this incredibly wrong every year. Summarising here in the sound mixing category, um, a somewhat surprising choice is Ad Astra, which is a film that was getting not a lot of talk at all, really, but I guess it makes sense in this category. Um, in a year where there's not been many films set in space, if any, it is logical. Neither sound mixing or sound editing have nominated Rocket Man, a film which has a lot of concert scenes, uh, singing, uh, all, the, all that kind of thing, didn't appear here at all. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a film that's set very much on Earth with normal people, is nominated for sound mixing. That's not to say that there's anything wrong with the sound, but did it really need to be nominated here? Not sure. Uh, Ford vs Ferrari and 1917, which I'm sure will win, were both nominated in these categories as well, along with Joker and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker also got a sound editing nomination here. Best original score, if you don't know what that is, that is uh, original music. Not an overly surprising category really. 1917, which I think had an absolutely brilliant score. Joker, which won the Golden Globe. Little Women, which I haven't seen just yet, but I've heard that the music is actually really interesting. Marriage Story, which has a really beautiful theme. And Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. John Williams is, I think he's probably the second most nominated person after Walt Disney. I mean, one day he's probably going to overtake <laughs> Walt Disney. But the Academy seemed to love nominating the music for Star Wars. And it is brilliant, so that's completely valid. 
Mary put Jojo Rabbit in for this category, which I haven't seen yet, so I'm hoping to see that very soon and see whether it was deserving of a nomination. One really strange category, I thought, Best Original Song. The frontrunner, which is probably going to be uh, Elton John, I'm Gonna Love Me Again, from the film Rocketman, is nominated. Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, unsurprisingly again, is nominated here. Um, Spirit, the Beyoncé song from The Lion King, not nominated here. And Beautiful Ghosts, which was the uh, collaboration of Taylor Swift and Andrew Lloyd Webber, believe it or not, was not even shortlisted in this category, so it couldn't have been nominated. However, songs from the films Breakthrough and Toy Story 4 were actually nominated in this category as well, which um, haven't necessarily been appearing in other awards ceremonies. Moving over to Hair and Makeup, this is the first year ever, I think, that they're having five nominees instead of three. It's equal now to all the rest of the categories. One big surprise here is that the film Rocketman is not nominated. Instead, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, has been nominated here, which is a bit of a shock. I mean, I get it, you've got big pointy horns on your head and you've been contouring, but uh, yeah, not really what we were expecting. On the other hand, though, Joker, Judy, 1917 and Bombshell are all nominated. Bombshell seems to be the frontrunner in this category. Moving into costume design, it's safe to say we did terribly in the predictions for this category. Uh, nominated were The Irishman, and let's face it, that's just men in suits. Joker, not the most adventurous choice you really could have put in here. Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which we both guessed correctly, um, but we both also guessed Rocketman. Um, again, not nominated here, so Rocketman's not extremely popular this year by the sounds of it. Jojo Rabbit was the other nomination. The frontrunner, up until this point anyway, was uh, the Eddie Murphy comedy Dolomite Is My Name, and that was the same costume designer who won for Black Panther, I believe, last year. So that's a real surprise not to see her nominated here. Moving up to visual effects, we only had one prediction different here. The nominees in the end were 1917, Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, The Lion King, and Star Wars. Mary thought that maybe Alita Battle Angel might have gotten in over 1917, and, and to be fair, there's not a lot of visual effects going on in 1917. Uh, but I think that's a really strong category. I don't really know what else could have gotten in there. Maybe Ad Astra if the film was a little bit more popular. The editing category is always very interesting at the Oscars because not always the best films are nominated or win. Infamously last year, Bohemian Rhapsody won for editing. Um, not only was there nothing really very spectacular um, about the way the film was put together, but a lot of people were angry about bad editing practices. We only had one prediction different here, but the way it's worked out is that we both only got four out of the five nominees. Ford vs Ferrari, The Irishman, Joker, Parasite, which is exciting to see. I've heard there's a lot of montages. Uh, Mary got Jojo Rabbit right. And uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood wasn't nominated here. Usually they say if you're going to win Best Picture, you're going to have a director, a screenplay, and an editing nomination. The fact that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood doesn't have that doesn't mean anything, but we'll see. Cinematography is a category uh, neither of us were surprised about. I'm really happy with the choices here. 1917 is obviously going to go and win. The Irishman, fair enough. Joker, very good. The Lighthouse, very excited. This is a category where they often put either a foreign language film or a more indie film in here. Uh, this one's in black and white. They've done stuff with the lighting and the aspect ratio. It's very stylized, so I'm excited to see that. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I guess, unsurprisingly, again. 
Production design, which is essentially everything you can see in the film, everything from sets and locations and props and use of colour, most of the things that you just see. This year, 1917, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I think is the frontrunner, and Parasite, believe it or not, which beat Joker, which myself and Mary also put in. Um, so that'll be interesting. Speaking of Parasite, Let's move over into the Best International Film category. There's no surprise here that Parasite is, of course, the frontrunner and is, of course, going to win. We went for a slightly different choice on here, but still ended up with only four nominees each. That's Parasite, uh, the Antonio Banderas film Pain and Glory, uh, the French film Les Miserables, also the documentary Honeyland, and Corpus Christi, which Mary did get right here, but I got Honeyland. The snub here is a film called Atlantics, which has been part of the conversation up until this point. Um, doesn't seem to be going any further. Speaking of films that aren't going to go any further, believe it or not, Best Animated Feature nominees are Toy Story 4, Missing Link, How to Train Your Dragon 3, I Lost My Body, and Klaus. Yes, you heard right. Klaus is nominated for Best Animated Feature, which is absolutely brilliant news. Weirdly, though, it's in the place of Frozen 2. Obviously, the Disney juggernaut uh, not looking to have any success, unless it's in the best song category this year. We've then got the two screenplay categories. One's adapted from another source, and one is original. No surprises in the adapted screenplay category. Jojo Rabbit, Joker, The Irishman, Little Women, and The Two Popes. So that's good. Original screenplay, however... Although there was four that we were expecting, that's Knives Out, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I put The Farewell, uh, thinking it was quite an original story. Mary went for Pain and Glory. Uh, the actual nominee is 1917, which I think a lot of people were shocked about. The dialogue's not necessarily, even though you spend a lot of time with the two main characters, it's not necessarily the best part of the film, it's not necessarily the focus of the film either. But hey... There it is, and it's another nominee for 1917, so I guess you can't really go wrong. We've then got the acting categories. Supporting Actress was the first category to be announced uh, on Monday, and it started with a rather unusual choice that's not been part of the conversation necessarily all the way through. Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell was the first announcement. Already there's question marks over Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. A lot of people might have been worried for Florence Pugh for Little Women. The actual nominees are Laura Dern, who's been sweeping for Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit, then Florence Pugh for Little Women, Margot Robbie for Bombshell, and of course Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, which I think has only just come out in the UK, but whether or not that will have a big release or not, um, probably won't, but we'll see. Supporting actor category, we both went for a rather unusual choice, but there was all of a sudden a lot of talk about an actor from Parasite called Song Kang Ho, who might have got in in the place of Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. Um, alas, that did not happen, so we both got one wrong here, but Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt, who again has been sweeping in this category. We're not sure why necessarily, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood plus Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. The Best Actress category, which is usually one that we get horrifically wrong, and sometimes even the winner we get horrifically wrong, was completely as you'd expect it this time around. Renée Zellweger for Judy. If she doesn't win now, something's very much up. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. 
she's very strong. She's probably, if anything, she's going to be the runner-up. Uh, Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. Scarlett Johansson again. Two nominations for Scarlett Johansson. Uh, this one's for Marriage Story. And Cynthia Erivo for the film Harriet. She's apparently had a very strong campaign. We really wanted to see Lupita Nyong'o for us, but this isn't going to be. Best Actor category. Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory turned up in this category. As expected, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver, who's probably the second likely to win for Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, who's obviously going to win. And unfortunately, no Taron Egerton for Rocketman. But in its place, uh, we've got a fabulous British actor, Jonathan Price, for The Two Popes. So again, at this point, we're thinking, ah, is The Two Popes going to get a Best Picture nomination? We'll see. We'll see. Best Director next. This is the penultimate category. For me, it was exactly as I expected. Uh, Mary went a little bit out on a whim and thought maybe that Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit was going to get in. Um, I went for Todd Phillips, uh, who directed Joker, purely based off how many nominations I thought it was going to get, and eventually it did. Todd Phillips was the first nominee, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Sam Mendes for 1917, who, needless to say, I think we're all rooting for. Sorry, Sir Sam Mendes. And Bong Joon-ho is the director of Parasite. So, again, another really strong category. A little bit of controversy that there's no female directors in there this year. Um, I would argue maybe that you know these are still the stronger nominees. I know a lot of people are upset, but it is what it is. Which leads into Best Picture, and there's absolutely zero surprise here. They're the films that literally you've just heard from all the other categories. Um, you'll want to go and see as many of these as you can. That's 1917. Absolutely recommend that. Ford vs. Ferrari. The Irishman, that's on Netflix. Jojo Rabbit. Joker, if you haven't already seen Joker, where have you been? Little Women, it's in cinemas right now. Marriage Story, you can catch that on Netflix. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you may have missed it now, but keep an eye out for a DVD or whatever. And the film Parasite. It's great that a foreign language film is being considered, not just as a foreign language film, but as a film in general, and it's competing for Best Picture this year, like last year's Roma from Mexico. So, yeah, that's the nominees. Um, overall, um, I'm sorry, Mary, I'm going to have to take my crown back after you beat me at the Golden Globes. Out of 124 individual nominations, I managed to get 102, which is about 82% right. You're not far behind, Mary. You're only three behind, I think, uh, just under 80%. But these are notoriously hard to predict. I'm even looking at them now, and there's a lot more red on there than I would have hoped. So, lightning fast episode this week. We'll catch you next week, hopefully when our recording software is back up and running. My recommendation this week is for you to go out and see 1917 at the cinema. It's fantastic, uh, it's stylistic, it's an exciting, tense and extremely important film about World War One. It's shot to appear like it's in one take, although I'd argue it's probably two takes, because mm, you'll see why. Absolutely recommend it. Visual effects, practical effects... It's something really novel, and you'll want to go and see this in the cinema. You'll regret it if you don't. So, uh, yep, that's all from me for this week. We'll be back next week, and we'll be ever closer to the Oscars, which is happening a whole month earlier than we usually have it. So, lots to watch, and we'll talk to you next week. That's bye from me. Bye.